So welcome to Christina Talks. I have, um, do you know, normally I'd say I've got a special guest with me today and blah, blah, blah. But it's, it's special today because I've got someone who is a dear, dear friend. You know, when you make, you become friends with someone, but you, like you've only ever met a couple of times face to face. But when you have, you've like that hug that you get and it's like you've known each other forever and that kind of thing. So I am really, really pleased to welcome Dr. Kenemo to the Christina Talks podcast. Ikenemo, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for having me. When I got the invitation to join your podcast, I was saying, yeah, that is really where I wanted to be because I've listened to a couple of your podcasts. I said, wow, that's very, very good. And uh, so, and indeed, uh, uh, we've been having this um, uh, contact uh, online before we met in person. So it's like you know somebody already before you meet them in person. So when we really met, it was really very, very good. So yeah, I'm I'm very humbled and pleased to be here. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. So some of the things that we've sort of talked about since knowing each other, and the, so let me explain. Mm-hmm. We've talked in the past around mental health and depression, and I, I know that's something you're very, very passionate about. Mm-hmm. And recently I was interviewed on something else that it, it was mental health related and a few things came out and it just really made me think of some of the conversations that we've had in the past mm-hmm. um, and obviously your book, <laughs> Depression yeah. Lies yeah. by Dr. Francis Akenamo. <laughs> And I, so I was like, do you know what? It's like, here's me having conversations with people. Yeah. And what, like, what do I know? Yeah. So if you don't know about a subject, you should go to the source. So I yeah. figured we'd get you on. We'd, we'd have a, a bit of a chat around it because I really love your viewpoint on it. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're here. What I'd really love is for you to, like I said, you know, I, I feel like I know you really well, but mm-hmm. people listening to this probably won't know you. So Give us the story. Like, what? Like, who are you? Why are you? What made you buy write the book? Like, why are you an an authority on this topic? Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for that very beautiful question. I uh, I'm a GP myself. I uh, I was born in Africa in Nigeria, where I started my uh, where I started my medical school, and uh, I did the first year of medical school in Nigeria. And after one year, I went to Russia. Uh, in Russia, I started all over again. Studied the language, meet new people, and uh, studied the culture, uh, which was very, very fascinating and interesting. And after about seven years in Russia, actually eight years in Russia, I came to Holland, uh, where I actually started medicine again. Huh? So I mean, I started like medicine for twice. Once I started in Nigeria, finished in Russia, and restart, almost restarted again in the Netherlands. And after I graduated, I worked, I worked as a medical doctor. And after three years, I was working as a medical doctor. I got admitted into the uh, university medical school again to study family medicine. Now, when I was studying family medicine, actually mental health care was not one of the things I was very, very so passionate about. Yeah, I was passionate about something different. But my one of my one of my mentors, I mean, the way I see him communicate with patients who have uh, uh, psychological challenges, it was very, very fascinating. There was this guy, my mentor, this doctor, who 
However difficult a conversation may be, he always knows how to bring it to a very good end. And I was wondering, what's so good about this man? Is that, is that method of communicating and sharing and listening? So that, that, that was when my, that was when my, um, that was when my uh, passion for mental health uh, started. It started with how to communicate and get the best out of anyone, anybody who it may be. So when I started doing that, I said, oh, wow, I really do love this mental health. And uh, and during the time, and I started getting even more interested in repression. And uh, and that's how it that's how it all started. Wow, that's 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 crazy. So. It's funny, is it, when you observe things and then you like you you try and recreate it yourself you mm-hmm. you really have to sort of think in detail like how does that person achieve that thing and how can I achieve it as well so in doing that what do you what was the biggest lesson for you when it comes to sort of dealing with people that are in you know difficult states let's say yeah in dealing with people at a difficult state the first thing I've got to understand for myself is got to understand that person um uh, not everybody is in that state have the ability to express how they really do feel. Uh, it's just asking the right question and knowing that and do, not just be satisfied with the answers that you get. Ask deeper and go deeper. Because in every answer, there's also a question. And that's what all mental health is about. Right? It's that interview. You keep asking the question and asking the question and going, going deeper and know what is the what is the essence of somebody saying what they say. Do they really mean what they say? How are they saying it? And so these are the these are the these are the things that you look for when, especially when I communicate with my patients. I I, I ask myself, okay, you tell me this, you say you are fine. Are you really okay? Are you really sure? Are you really fine? Are you really doing very well? Are you really holding up well? So, and I mean, in our society today, um, we in, in our society today, I mean, <laughs> there's, there's a lot going on. There's there's a lot going on. And when people tell you, uh, yeah, the question when last somebody asked me, "How are you?" They said, "Okay, I'm fine." Is that really so? <laughs> Is that really so? How are you? I am fine. Okay. Well, the last time someone asked me, I was I was in I was in I was in a, I was in a grocery shop, and she said, um, "How are you?" I, I don't know her. I, I wanted to say, "Do you really want to know?" <laughs> <laughs> I've heard you speak as well as the private conversations we've had, and and it kind of links on to that. So. I know you've spoken before, like you'll, you know, people will, they have this language for themselves to describe their moods and they'll go, oh, you know, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm just really depressed at the minute. You know, and it, it's like, I'd, I'd love, you probably know exactly what I'm getting at when I say that to you and I mention that to you, because I, I think your viewpoint on this is, is really important because that it has become a throwaway term, hasn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, because all the time you hear people say, I am depressed. You see, um, I say, what I tell myself is mind your language, right? Because uh, you are what you say, I am depressed. Now, there's a difference between being depressed or having a low mood or just being sad. There's, there are 
there's a fundamental difference between that because, I mean, we are all human beings. We cannot be happy all the time. I mean, what goes up must come down. It's, it, I think it's normal. So you've got to differentiate between being in a low mood. Are you sad or are you depressed? And I believe that we misuse that word depressed. By the way, I don't, whoever created that word depression, well, I hope to meet him or her someday. <laughs> <laughs> I have to, and I have to, and I want to ask him or her, how did he or she come about it? Well, that's a different story for another day. So, when talking about depression, looking from a clinical point of view, is uh, in order to say you are depressed, you've got to really uh, differentiate between a couple of things. Now, and one thing I really want, one thing I really, I'm very, very uh, uh, cautious about is when someone tells me I'm depressed, I'm ask them, I ask a couple of questions, of course. Um, one very important factor about that is uh, when you are depressed, there are two things that has to be fulfilled before you say somebody is depressed. Number one, it's all about the time frame. Uh, it's all about the time frame. If you are continuously losing losing interest in things that you used to do or hobbies for whatever you whatever you are doing for two weeks continuously, that is one of the conditions you have to be satisfied to say that you are depressed. That is one. Number two. That feeling of hopelessness, hopelessness, continuously for two weeks. If then you will say these two factors, that loss of interest continuously for two weeks, and that uh, feeling of hopelessness and helplessness continuously for two weeks, just and combined with other factors like, for example, losing a lot of sleep, losing your appetite losing weight or gaining weight, irritable. Um, these are minor factors, but these two major factors are very, very important. Because if you're in a low mood, you cannot be in a low mood continuously for two weeks. I mean, and if you're sad, you can be sad, but I don't think you can be sad continuously for two weeks. So so that is very, very important. And uh, this thing they call DSM, uh, DSM-5 also, uh, also stipulates this. And what is DSM? That's the Diagnostic uh, Symptom Manual that the that psychiatrists do use, okay? However, I mean, we have to get the consensus before we have to say something is, uh, before we have to say if someone is depressed or not depressed. So these are the two very important things I think we should always take note of. And also something I think which is very, very important, uh, you see there are other medical conditions that could mimic the symptoms of depression. For example, for example, if you are having an issue with your thyroid gland, okay? Um, I remember, I, 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 made, I, I would make this mistake myself uh, when I started, uh, when I started uh, as a family GP, I, um, I diagnosed the patient with depression while she was having problems with her thyroid gland. And why was that? Because she came to me, she said, I know I am depressed. I know I was not very, very experienced very much. I said, okay, I think she should be right. She's very, very sure of herself. She should be right. So after about three weeks, I said, okay, I was doing all these interventions with her. Nothing was working. Then I went to my mentor and my mentor said, um, are you sure she's depressed? I said, yes. Did you do some medical blood checkup? I said, no, it's not necessary. When we did that, it happened that she was set with hypothyroidism and no depression. Whoa, I learned my lessons. <laughs> <laughs> I think this this is the thing. It's like, it's so, 
sometimes we think that's the problem. We don't see it as a symptom of something else, you know, and it's it's so easy to look at what's happening in, like I said, the world, but also, you know, closer to home, your work environment, the stress, you know, stresses in your home life, that kind of stuff. And it can really, you know, all the, the, the stress hormones and that kind of stuff, it, it can it can send you a loop. And, you know, especially as a woman, you know, we have a lot of fun with hormones. Yeah. It can, yeah. you know, it's <laughs> like, I mean, yes, I don't mind saying yesterday I was in the morning. It was really, really shit. And I was so low. And then something really cool happened just after lunch. And I just had like three or four things, just one after the other. I like I was like I was high as a kite you know I was so happy got home and it was like I crashed again and you know and it's like this roller coaster right and you you don't think of it as being anything else it's just like well that's what happened in my world well actually I didn't have breakfast ah lunch I just like it was like carb central yeah I'd had too many cups of coffee and not enough bottles of water you know and it's so actually when you look at it medically those highs and lows I mean yeah you know there's good stuff happened I was happy other things happened frustrated but the extremes are probably more because of my blood sugars the my hormones and everything else you don't think about that that bit absolutely you just Um, fall into that that pattern you, 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 you're just going to pattern, and before you know it, before you know it, um, um, then you are labeling, you, you, you put a label on yourself. Oh, I'm feeling so depressed today. Say, oh, seriously? Uh, seriously? Uh, please tell me more about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, all that aside, there are times where you might be feeling this way or might you might know somebody who is showing these you're suspecting that actually they are on this track yeah okay so whether it's you yourself or, or you're recognizing it in somebody else like what are the like what are the easy strategies that can help to break that cycle is is it as simple as that, or is that a you know when people like pull yourself together and yeah yeah pull yourself together that is 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 easier said than done um, absolutely what I do what I do advise my patient is uh, or family is um when you get to know somebody better uh, and you notice mood change right. Uh, it could be extreme mooching from someone who is always very upbeat to somebody who suddenly becomes downbeat, or someone is uh, maybe just uh, almost maybe most of the time downbeat and suddenly upbeat. You notice this mood change. It's all about observation. I tell them, depending on the conf- depends on the level of confidence and trust you have with them. You ask them, tell them. Um, you ask permission to ask, okay? <laughs> um, Christina, I know we know each other. This is my observation. Correct me if I'm wrong. And just my observation, because I know you and you know me, correct me if I'm wrong. And uh, and if you, 
And if you feel um, that the question that I'm asking is not appropriate, also let me know. Okay. And when you when you when you when you start that, you open that area so that somebody can trust you. Because speaking about mental health, it has been almost a taboo all these years. And actually, one good thing about the pandemic is that we get to speak more about mental health in, if you compare that to about maybe 15 years ago or 10 years ago. I mean, um, suddenly we all think that this mental health issue that we are having right now just came out of the blue. No way. It has been there all the while. Nobody was talking about it. We were all pretending, even me, myself, I'm a GP. I was even denying that I was going through some mental health issues when I was doing that. And if my, me, my GP, me, myself, who is a GP, I was denying that. Imagine the patient who may not who know the sense of it. How will he or she be feeling? You understand? Yeah. How will he or she be feeling? So I am uh, happy that, uh, that there's more openness about it. I'm very, very happy about that. I'm also worried about um, where we are also heading to. I probably will talk about that soon. Mm, yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say because I think that's obviously the book. I don't, you know, the, 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 like the, by the way, it's like this. This isn't about plugging the book, but it's like I've, I have it in my hand. It's you know, I have actually read it. Um, instead of like, whereas all the other books just to my right, but yeah, not so much. Um, I think you know the, the the purpose of the book is it's very much about not buying into depression as a thing, overcoming it, um, reclaiming your. I know you sort of say reclaim your life, but I think it's more about reclaiming yourself, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. It's it's reclaiming yourself. You see, uh, depression is not you. It's a state. It's a condition. It's not you. So you've got to reclaim who you, you are, who you want to be, who you who you could be, who you should be, who you can be. I don't. I, 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 maybe this is too. Maybe this is too simple to say. I don't believe that anybody was born to be depressed. That's my point of view. Um, you can tell me about the chemical imbalance in your brain. You can tell me about the genetic factor. You can tell me that my parents, you can tell me anything, but I don't believe that there's no child that was born to be depressed. Now, if you don't believe me, the next time you see a child happy and you say, would this child ever be depressed? No. no. You see, it's the a, it's, it's a situation that we come across in life that change our state of mind and how do we how do we deal with it how do you go about it and how what tools do you have to go uh, what tools do you have to deal with it that's what i think is very very necessary when i say reclaim your life actually i would say reclaim yourself who you want to be from the beginning who you should be and who you are supposed to be too that's how that's that's, that's what i believe and uh next time somebody tells me i'm depressed you know I always have this feeling to. I always have this feeling of saying, "Well, like I said, tell me more about it. Let's talk." <laughs> <laughs> I love it every time you say things like that. So, pe like people listening to this, they can't see the video, 
and yeah. it's like every time you say it, you get the biggest smile and the 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 giggle that you have your laugh is just infectious mm. um i mean you're known as the happiness doctor aren't you that's your your other yeah name. yeah yeah that is how i'm known and actually um some pe- people ask me how did that name come about you know actually a patient gave it to me i didn't i didn't oh, really? i really yeah, I was like one day, uh, I came to the office in the morning. It was very, very busy. So uh, so I had to go and do some house. Um, uh, um, I had to go and see some patients in the nursing home. So the patient kept waiting for me about 30 minutes, 45 minutes. And when I came, I said, ah, that is the smiling doctor. He's always happy. And I said, yeah, sorry, everybody. And um, I saw him later. No, you are the happiness doctor. We forgive you. (laughs) (laughs) It's the perfect title. I remember when we first met and I first heard it. As a marketer, I was like, that's so cool. That's really clever. I love it. I love it. So, uh, but it's like, it's even better when we've, you know, you've earned that name. It's not, you know, people with scraps of paper coming up with ideas and settling on it. It's the, so I, I have a name that was gifted to me, but it is like mine's the digital overlord. The that digital, doesn't sound wow. quite as positive, does it? And it doesn't sound so encouraging, really. It's more threatening, my name. Um, but there you go. There you go. So, okay. So, to me, you are clearly a man on a mission. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm a man on a mission. Actually, we are all on a mission. It's, the point is, do you know what your mission is? Some people call it, do you know what your purpose is? Well, let me call it, let's, do you know what your mission is? Um, this is what I got to understand, and this is what I got to realize um, when I was uh, going through my depression. Uh, that was about four, almost five years ago now. Um, there must be a reason that I went through it. Um, and I survived it, but I know there's somebody out there probably who didn't wake up this morning for whatever reason it may be, because they may have been in a depressed state of mind. Let me let me let me put it that way. Um, like I said, uh, there's no child who's born to be depressed, and I believe that there's nobody. No human being should suffer depression. Um, let me put it in another perspective. One out of four will have a depressive episode in their life. It's a fact. Um, one out of ten will have some mental health issue in their life. It's a fact. And when I look at it more specifically, um, one out of eight men who has depression, the chances of them taking their life is high men. So I have been lucky that I didn't do that on the highway as I wrote in my book. So there must be a reason that I'm living right now. So one out of eight men or anybody who takes their life for whatever they may be is one too much yes just one too much and i will feel the pain in my belly as i say that and if there's any way i can contribute 
to heal emotional pain anywhere it may be in this world and any podium i can use to in this in this world to do that i will do that i believe i have been through it i'm a survivor i'm a medical doctor and i sit everywhere so i believe that uh, i can do something about it and even if it's that small even if that's small I think I think if it saves one person life, if it makes one person happier, if it makes one person feel better, open waking up the next day, having that feeling of hope instead of hopelessness. Um I think um by the time my time has come probably to check out of this world, I will lie down in my bed with a big smile on my face. That's my mission. I love that. I love that. Do you know, I'm frustrated with myself for asking that question because that would be such a wonderful place to stop the podcast, but I'm not done with you yet. <laughs> but that would, that's so like, it's like I can feel it in my chest, you know, when you can just feel the, when someone's truly on a mission, you can feel the power of it physically, can't you? And, and, you know, when someone's got their they've got a true purpose, not just not just not just a BS thing they've come up with in a workshop somewhere. When it's like actually something's happened and it's really triggered that this is why I'm here. It's it's truly spectacular, truly. Um, and like I say, you know, I, I yeah, this is why we're talking now because because I love your work. Um, obviously, you've mentioned your own. Um, struggle with depression yeah so a couple of questions around that yeah so yeah and it, it's come up before in my in my younger years i i had um what was diagnosed as depressive states like mm -hmm. me reflecting on it now like mm -hmm. sometimes i think certainly one of those times i, I don't mm -hmm. think it was depression i think i was just mentally physically emotionally exhausted yeah Mm -hmm. so it's and, and i do believe they're diff they can be different things um yeah. i realize one can be very much triggered for the other mm -hmm. um do you think that there's ever a point where that's it you're cured now uh that's a very very good oh thank you so much for asking that question no you live with it it's how you deal with it um i mean um Depression is just like any other medical condition, um, like diabetes, for example, hypertension, for example. Um, you don't cure it, you deal with it. It's a way of life. And how do you go about it? You see, if I may just maybe just digress just a little bit, that's okay. Of course. Uh, um, about uh, six weeks ago, I was working a lot doing my night shifts and everything and a lot of responsibilities i was taking care of so it's like when i wake up in the morning i feel a little bit tired uh, and and there's something i always do every day is when i come home i always take this i always take the truck the, the how do you say that the the, the staircase uh, to the seventh floor where i live i've been doing that for almost 400 days now okay uh and when I came home, I felt so tired and I was in a low mood. 
I was just like denying itself. Okay, Kelmo, you've got you, you've got you've got schedules to meet. Uh, you've got deadlines to meet. Hurry up and do those things. I normally don't take the lift anymore uh, since almost four hundred days. So that day, I decided to take the lift. And at that moment, I said, "No, what's happening here?" Then I had to think back over the last two weeks, uh, and I said, "You see, well." You've not been eating properly. You've not been sleeping properly. You've not. You've been, you, 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 there's been a lot of uh, pressure on you. So, um, and I started thinking. I was so happy when I got to the lift. I didn't take it because I remember stop again and think. This may be one signs of what you were having four, five years ago. You've got to do something about it. Follow your own advice. <laughs> do you know, being able to recognise those patterns is so important. And I'm so glad you said that because there are times, in fact, in the last 24 hours, something happened where I was just like, oh, like, what is going on? It's like, here, you know, here it is again. And, okay, I know when I did this, I stopped sleeping. I always struggle with sleep. So I've kind of, I've, I've, I've lost my anchor with bed that makes me sleep because I've been repeating a pattern I shouldn't repeat. And it, and and sometimes I think I'm overthinking it all. If that is a sign, if that is a, if this is something that you recognize, you've got to stop and stop and ask yourself, what is the reason that I'm overthinking or what is the reason I'm not sleeping very well or what is the reason I'm not eating very well? You see, you've got to I recognize the symptom. I know what my, I know what my any signs are and, uh, and I know how to deal with it. And that is, now the question was, are you cured from depression? No, it's a way of life. It's something you live with every day. And, I was telling somebody the other day, I call when those when those symptoms come up, whenever whenever it may be, I tell myself, oh dear, he goes again. Fred. <laughs> <laughs> You're giving him a name. I love that. <laughs> name, Fred. I hope none of your listeners is uh Fred, so please <laughs> forgive me. <laughs> oh yeah, Fred, make yourself known. Oh gosh. Yeah, because it, it is like another persona. It's like sometimes I think it's like an addiction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes uh, indeed it's like an uh, it's like an it's like an addiction because you say, um, you see, I mean, sometimes you've got to make that choice. Um, I know, I know. They call me the happiness doctor for that depression that I went through is a part of me. I'm not going to discard it. I'm not going to throw it away. It's a part of me and it's going to make me who I will be, who I'm going to be, who I can be and who I should be. That's the way I look at it. And I I just said, okay, um, but um, you will never hear me saying, and if I do say that I catch myself, I am depressed. No, 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 no. I had that condition they call depression. Because when you have hypertension, for example, you don't say, 
I am hypertensive. No, you say I have hypertension. Uh, depression is not an identity, it's a state. And that is so very, very important is how you communicate with yourself internally. I am having this sense of depression and I'm going to take care of it. You are not depressed. Don't know if that makes sense. It does. It does. I am. I, I kind of learned this in a, in a very different situation. Um, things like getting on a stage and speaking or speaking on a webinar even and that kind of stuff where, you know, off camera you're anxious or, you know, when you're at the side before they announce you on and like your body's getting hot and you're uncomfortable and you like your heart's pumping and, you know, and it's like you're, you're, sh- you're trying to stop yourself shaking and it's like you've got to shift out of that state. And it's, I remember one day just like a few things were just not going my way and, you know, the, like I say, not looking after myself and those things. And and I just thought if I can choose how I feel when I step forward, when I hit go live, you know, if I can choose how I feel in that moment, then surely I have a choice now. Perfect. And it's like, it's, you choose to, we choose to feel happy. We choose to, you know, if I get home and I'm annoyed about something and my daughter tells a joke, I choose, like if I don't laugh at the joke, it's because I've chosen to be miserable, isn't it? Yeah. You know, so it's like, actually, internally as well, we have all these choices. When you're telling off a, so I had my um my two and a half year old grandson this morning. I was telling him off for something, and he was hilarious. It's at that moment when I'd be very stern and like wagging my finger, going no, 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 and I'm like actually wanting to just like collapse laughing. I'm choosing my mood. So actually, every second of every day, I have the control. I have the power. I have the responsibility to choose my state. Absolutely, you have the responsibility to choose your state, and uh, and and in that there are those moments you may not be able to choose your state, um, but remember those moments that you are feeling happy in a good mood. Um, what helped you to get to that state? Uh, um, go and look for it and use it. I know, for example, and this is what I also teach my patients and teach my students. Um, I have a particular kind of music that I just listen to when I'm not feeling well. I just put it on, huh? maybe the first two, three minutes, but I just put it on anyway. And believe me, that dopamine level, that oxytocin level, they just rise. One of the girls in the team the other day, so like I said, it's um, I'd had to give her some feedback, and she was feeling disappointed. She thought she'd let me down, and like she was really apologetic. And she's like, "Oh, I th-, and I," she's like, "I, I think I'm just going to go for a walk because I, you know, like I'm just going to have ten minutes to go for a walk just to like shift her state." And she came back, and she was still pretty low. And I just sent her a message on, uh, you know, on Teams or whatever, and I was like, "Dance it out, put some music on, dance." It you know and sometimes it really is as simple as it could be something as basic as that you know but it, it's 
it's mad how it's crazy how it works yeah it it's crazy how it works and uh, you see every word that you say every it is imprinted on your on a cellular level that's a different conversation i would may like to go in another time every word that you say is imprinted in a cellular level in your body they know it hmm? they know it and it's when you put on that music they start coming out and start just okay something is happening something is happening yes. something. <laughs> even just those three words dance it out and she was like all of a sudden she got this big smile at the de at her desk looking across at me person sat next to her was like what's going on what are you two smiling at and, like, <laughs> and it's like sometimes it's it's it doesn't take a lot sometimes. It, 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 it doesn't it doesn't take a lot. Like, it's, like we just talked about, it's about the choice that you make. Do you want to make the choice? Uh, you want to make the choice to be in a low mood? Okay, good. Be my guest. I will be serving you. Yeah. Oh, my God. I sh I'm like, literally, I might start, I'd like, how's that working out for you? You're like, oh, miserable really again today. Oh. oh. Okay. <laughs> I, th I think I think this is the thing. It's a. I know where one of my own issues are. When I get to that point where even those, the little things are not working. Mm -hmm. When I'm sat on the sofa going, I know I feel better if I brush my teeth, but I'm not going to see anyone today. So I'll do it in a minute. In a minute. In a minute. And you know, and and it's because like i said it, it's sometimes you just you get caught in it you know and it's not like people talk especially people like me okay i'm female i run a business i'm super i've always come with loads of energy you're like oh burn out well sometimes we just have like a couple of days where the batteries go no more it's it's like when your phone runs out of battery, okay, and it's, and it's totally out. You plug it in and it still doesn't come alive for, like, you've got 20 minutes before it actually comes alive because it's so drained. The battery's not broken. Wow. You know? That's, and, that's and a good it's, one. But do you know what I mean? It's, I think sometimes people, I get it all the time, especially from other women, and it's, it's like a button that people push on me. I hate it. Mm -hmm. But there are times where I just hit that, hit that point and i'm like i don't want to see anyone mm -hmm. talk to anyone and i am actually i'm going to give myself 48 hours in this hole you know or actually it's not so much that but i might suddenly go like on reflection actually this is i've been doing this for two days now okay i'm going to give myself till six o'clock this evening and that's my day and i've, I've got to snap out of it then and it, and it's like it's that promise to myself. Exactly. Um, but I think in in those moments it can be very difficult to break. Mm -hmm. So, what do we do in that situation? Yeah, that's a very good one. In those moments that can be difficult to break, it's like what goes up must come down. Um, and when you do, when when you are in that situation um this is what you could do you don't want to speak to anyone um i have this is what i this is what i tell my students and my patients um 
in that situation, um, you know when you're going to that situation, you feel it. Um, I tell my student, tell a friend or whoever you trust so much, in the next 48 hours, uh, I will not be feeling very well. I want you to get back to me in the 48 hours and see how I'm doing. Then, then it's like you it's like you are sharing a responsibility. Uh, because getting it out yourself may be a little bit challenging, but believe me, when someone when just imagine you tell Ikenemo, I'm not feeling very well, I'm going to lie in my bed for the next one day or something, right? Please call me after um tomorrow evening at 6 p.m. And believe me, I have a telephone with me. 6 p.m. sharp, I'm calling you. I know I'm calling you because you I mean, sharing is caring. They say you you don't want to be in a situation on your own. Then you want to share it with somebody. No, I mean nobody is born isolated in this world. There's there's always somebody who is there to help you out. There's always somebody who is there to support you. And that's somebody who is there to support you. You don't choose them when you're in a low mood. You choose them when you're in a good mood. So, and you, you have a list of names, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, uh, um, that you say, okay, um, whoever, um, Jennifer, Peter, please call me then, or whatever. And you see, this is the point. Uh, if I call you then, for example, I don't get to you, I know somebody who might get to you at that point yeah because sometimes it's like when you're feeling in that mood you don't want to have some intellectual talk no no you just want someone who just listening that's it yeah yeah just listening sometimes, like, yeah, sometimes you just want someone to sit in silence with exactly you know just... i think that's yeah sometimes it is actually i just want to sit in silence but you you need company to do that Exactly, exactly. Somebody, some, and someone just silence and they said, okay, whatever you say, whatever is good, is good. I'm going to bring a cup of nice tea or chicken soup or whatever. That's enough. That's okay. And when you're ready to speak, you speak. And there are also moments that there's somebody who you need to challenge you. Yes. And I, 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 I have, I, I have, seven names uh, and I said each of them I've given them a title one of them I call the catalyst I, if I know I'm for example if I know I'm I kept having those ideas in my head and I know it's not it's not right I said okay I'm good I'm going to call that that friend of mine I call him that the catalyst he's going to challenge me he I know he's going to challenge me <laughs> I love that I love that do you know I think there's it's interesting. I think there's people that use me in that way, but I there's not probably anyone that I've got that I would say they would challenge me. Maybe it's because I don't like feedback. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Uh, they will not challenge. Are you sure about that? I think there's I think there's if if you go and if you go, if you go and look at a contact contact list, um I know there's somebody who you know and you will have that respect and trust for and you know 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I know, yeah, so I know exactly who you're talking about. But, um, okay, so here's the, here's the flip side. It is difficult to ask for help. And I think when you're high-functioning, I don't know if that's the right turn of phrase, but, you know, it's um, when you see yourself at being at a certain level and you, you're at, in this state, it's very difficult to ask someone then because you feel like, I shouldn't be wasting their time with this crap. Um, let's look at the other way around. Huh? When last you help somebody in whatever situation that they are, it made you feel good, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Why are you denying them that one to make them feel good about themselves? Because it's all about me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm busted. I get it. I'm busted. <laughs> uh, in, in, interesting, isn't it, right? Uh, yeah, it is. And um, you see, uh, letting somebody take care of you emotionally, physically, mentally, in whatever way it may be, it's a two-way street. I am a medical doctor, that's true, but I feel happy. And when I see that I help my students, my patients feel better about themselves, then I'm driving home, I'm feeling good about myself. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, we all need some certain type of being appreciated, don't we? Mm, yeah, it's basic human needs, isn't it? Basic human needs. Uh, intimacy, for example, but in a different way. It's basic human need, contribution and love. That's all I said. Okay, so I'm going to wrap this up now. I've got one final one final question for you. Yes, tell me. Actually for you. So you've kind of touched on this already. Mm -hmm. But what's, if you've got one gift that you can, like there's, you know, that you've, you've got a book here, you know, seven ways to overcome depression, reclaim your life and make it a masterpiece, right? Yeah. If you could only leave one way, what would it be? What's the one? If I have to. If you could only leave one thing for us. Um, this is it. And I actually, it's a quote from one of my mentors. He's gone, gone long time ago to the other side. Whatever situation you may find yourself, um, if you change the way you look at things, things that you look at, change that has been my driving force in whatever situation i find myself you want to look at the way you are feeling just change the way you look at things and things that you look at change and you will change your state of mind and if you're happy stay there if you're not feeling happy change the way you are looking at it and i promise you that you get to look at it at a different way from a different different perspective because there's always different angle to look at any situation however it may be that's beautiful absolutely beautiful 
Economo doctor, Economo. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me on the Christina Talks podcast today. I'm so grateful for your time. So grateful for your message and your mission, your purpose and the amazing work that you're doing. Appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me on the show, on your podcast, Christina Talks. I've been really wanting to come here. You know, I told you about it. So um, I, I hope that um, your guests, your, listen, your listeners have uh, been enjoying this because I really did. Thank you so much.